Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. He's looking forward to speaking to the, the, the Whelan family today or when they are ready to have that conversation. Uh, he is open and ready uh, to communicate with them. And does the president, should we have any plans or any expectation for him to, to meet with Brittany Griner? I don't have anything to preview at this time. Our, our efforts right now, our uh, focus is to get her home safely and, uh, and uh, to get her back to her family, to her team, to her loved ones, and give her all the necessary tools that she will need uh, to, uh, to you know, re-engage, uh, to come back to the U.S. in, a, in, her, in, in the way that she chooses. That's Corinne Jean-Pierre. She's live right now, talking uh, from the White House briefing room about the release of Brittany Griner. It's not a release. It's a prisoner swap for an arms dealer. And pushing and continuing this idea, we could not get Paul Whelan out. The Russians are just treating this differently, and it's so unfair. She's reading off of, off of paper. No actual emotion, no no field, just reading and defending the prisoner swap and saying, well, this is what we did for Trevor Reed just uh, months ago. If you push the idea, if you push the idea that you did what you could, but the Russians just wouldn't do X, you are making the statement that the Russians are in charge of the negotiations. You released a guy, swapped a guy, accused of supporting armed conflicts, guilty of conspiracy to kill U.S. citizens, and providing aid to terrorists. And that wasn't worth two Americans. That is the conversation. Again, I'll say it. And we're going to get into to more of this in, in the, uh, the ramifications here. I am not saying that we should not have brought Brittany Griner home, a former WNBA player who got stopped as she was uh, getting on a plane to the U.S. because she had this, this cannabis vape. Well, not allowed in Russia. Well, it was medically prescribed. Who cares? Who cares that it was medically prescribed? If it's not allowed there, it's not allowed there. And I will not have any quarter to what she did to force this situation. I would argue that, of course, the, the Russians took the opportunity to take someone of, of um, high profile and utilize, utilize it as a leverage point. By the way, there are other Americans that are still living hell, in living hell in Russia. This is this goes without saying. And while the the Whalen family, Paul Whalen, uh, this this uh, retired Marine, glad that uh, Brittany Griner is is home, they're not happy. As a matter of fact, uh, you have Whalen himself, and I'm not even sure how this information gets out. Paul Whalen himself. Speaking to CNN. I have to say I am greatly disappointed that more has not been done to secure my release. Especially as the four-year anniversary of my arrest is coming up. 
I was arrested for a crime that never occurred. I'm happy that Brittany is going home today and that Trevor went home when he did. But I don't understand why I'm still sitting here. My bags are packed. I'm ready to go home. I just need an airplane to come and get me. I, I mean, that's a heck of a statement. It is... Um, it is, it is, uh, we should be forced into the, well, what are we willing to do to bring people home? What are we willing to do? And for those people who pushed this idea that, well, the, the important thing is, is that Britney's home because she's, she's a, a black gay icon. It was, Van, I'll get into this, Van Jones calling her a, 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 a gay icon. I mean, that's, that's surreal. What does that matter? It was Randy Weingarten, uh, the uh, the woman who heads up the teachers union, saying this gay black icon is freed. Honestly, wokeness is a freaking disease, and it rots the brain completely and totally. It does. It ruins people. It makes them incapable of being rational. It was Christopher Hitchens who used to talk about this regarding religion. That religion in his view, makes totally normal people do unnormal things, makes rational actors act in a completely irrational way. That, it, that, that was his view. And as I've often said uh, about uh, Hitchens, I don't know if he's right, but he ain't wrong. And I don't agree with him on the entirety of, of his take on on religion. I I never have. I do admit that he puts together an absolutely, or he did put together, the late Christopher Hitchens, I should say, put together an absolutely spectacular argument that would force someone to think. And that's sometimes all you can ask. That's all you can ask. Well, wokeism rots the brain. It's important she was released because she's black and gay is amongst the most ridiculous, pathetic, re- nonsensical things that can be said. And anybody out there who wants to disagree with me, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. So she's not an American. She's a black gay American. And that matters more. Can we get into the levels of bigotry that somebody would have to engage with to make that claim. It's outrageous. But these woke, they they totally believe this stuff. The woke are the biggest bigots I know. You think Donald Trump's a bigot? You don't know a holy damn thing. The woke are the biggest bigots out there. Not because I say so, but because they say so. They're the ones who say so. Now, uh, uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre, White House Press Secretary, is still answering questions. Let's see what's going on. Um, does the White House have any indication that this negotiation is foundational and or could lead to greater communication with Russia up to and including about Ukraine? So look, uh, these, this, this release culminated after an extraordinary amount of hard work by many people just across the U.S. government, as I just laid out uh, early on, uh, and, and our national security team, obviously. Uh, it was about securing Britney's, uh, Britney's release, pure and simple. That's what this 
this is, was about. That's what this uh, this uh, this particular uh, action was about. As we stated numerous numerous occasions, the U.S. government engaged with Russian government through every available channel to bring a Griner and Paul Whelan home. As it relates to, if you're asking me about what we're seeing in Ukraine, the invasion in Ukraine by Russia, it's not going to change our, our uh, commitment to the Ukrainian people uh, to make sure that they are able uh, to to fight against the their aggressive the, the aggression that they are uh, dealing with uh, with Russia uh, to fight for their freedom to fight for their democracy that does not change but this I would look at this particular issue specifically to what we were trying to do bringing home uh, an Americans back home safely one more the the president indicated that he had talked to Brittany Griner can you give us any more details about about that conversation how long it was what was talked about has he and has he uh, talked to her again since this morning I don't have a, a, a new call a conversation to read out to you at this time uh, we have uh, basically has shared that um, this morning in the Oval Office as I, I kind of gave it yeah, we know they spoke that that's great um you should expect this to be a, a top story, and, and and I'm not saying that it shouldn't be. Uh, it's not the top story in our lives because we have many more things going on, and I'll get into more of that as I talked about it earlier. But we're going to have to ask, what is the role here? What is it we should be doing? And I'm going to get into more of that in a little bit. What is America's responsibility to the citizen when the citizen creates the situation? And what is America's responsibility to the citizen when it comes to getting that American back? That's the question. Doesn't have easy answers. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today. Is there going to have to be U.S. taxpayer money that helps the United States? Presumably the United States is going to have to be one of the nations that contributes well, to great if there were some. Uh, <clears throat> it's, uh, I mean, the United States of America proudly is the largest humanitarian donor in the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The American people already do an enormous amount around the world. Yes. And you look at the program we've done, you know, what we did with... Uh, AIDS in Africa or what we did with uh, President Obama to deal with uh, Ebola and so forth. So we're, we're on deck. I mean, we're in the fight. That's John Kerry, your climate czar, saying that it would be great if there were some, some what? Money, as in taxpayer money, to pay for climate reparations. He's a treat. Had his own money, then, of course, married into the Heinz family, got all the money, and now he's going to lecture to you while he flies to climate conferences on private planes. By the way, uh, I'm clearly in need of a private plane. This is getting ridiculous. The uh, the, the idea that I, I have to travel with everyone else, nonsense! Someone has to get me a private plane immediately. If not sooner, Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything. TonyKatz.locals.com. The phone number 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. You have got yourself an ethics investigation into Representative Ocasio-Cortez. The story is very simple. She was so thirsty that she got tickets to the Met Gala 
what are they, $20,000, $30,000 tickets? And then wore the dress that said tax the rich because she doesn't know what irony is. And then people are like, wait a second. How did you get these tickets? I have read reporting that the tickets, uh, she she wasn't on a list to get tickets or she, she wasn't offered them. So she had to call and say, hey, uh, I want to go. Because again, super thirsty. The ethics watchdog, uh, one ethics watchdog called for a review um, because um, that uh, the rule, one of the house rules, rule 25 it's called, imposed restrictions on the type of gifts members of Congress could receive. So how did she get the tickets to begin with? Understand she doesn't care. Uh, also, uh, the tickets, I was wrong. It wasn't twenty or 30000 It's a $35,000 ticket to go to the Met Gala. It's thirty-five grand, my dear children. Oh, don't get me wrong. It's C or B, it's CNBC, and you, you want to be at the Met Gala. But you didn't pay $35,000. Somebody else paid the $35,000. And then you wore a dress that said tax the rich, even though it's somebody who's rich who got you the $35,000 ticket, and you were hobnobbing with people who are actual billionaires. You are precious, AOC. You are just absolutely precious. And if you ask her, it's all distraction. If you were to ask her about it, well, see, this is a distraction from what's happening in the climate. This is a distraction from what Trump did. This is a distraction from those horrible Republicans. You understand that she was amazed she was able to win in the primary. She's ama- She was amazed that that happened. And once she won her primary, she was going to become a member of Congress. They made her a superstar, even though if you watch any interview from her running for office and since, my gosh, this is a pretty ignorant woman. Childlike policies, childlike theories, presented like a child, and then when not presented like a child, presented with a lot of intellectual questions like, wait, are you serious? Like those kinds of questions. And it was this event at the Met Gala that just, that just wrecked her, just absolutely wrecked her because she's never been the same in terms of social media since. Never had the same punch, never had the same flair, never ever. It's just weak because when you show people, when you show people that you're desperate to be loved, they won't really love you. It's 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 weakness. It is weakness, and she engaged fully in the weakness. That that's what she did. So the ethics investigation will go on, and I can only hope, only hope that uh, that she has a very hard time with it. I can only hope that is uh, the the case. Now. I am staring here at a story about Ron DeSantis that he's about to hold, if he hasn't already, an intimate dinner with top donors amid 2024 speculation. I mean, is this who we are? 
anytime the man has himself a a, a, a chicken wing or a steak, we're going to be saying, hmm, must mean something. He's running. There. I, 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 I solved it for you. Of course he's running. Wait, hold on. He's not running? He's not running. My mistake. What are we doing? Every time the man turns around or sneezes or, or you know, pulls an Eric Swalwell. Eric Swalwell once famously farted on TV. He did. He did. I've done a lot of television hits in my life. Haven't done that. Haven't done that. He's got me beat. That, I've never hung out with a Chinese spy. Eric Swalwell, the congressman from California, has me beat twice. Oh, also, uh, I have never once said, hey, you can't take on the federal government because we have nuclear weapons. I have three things, three things Eric Swalwell has done that I I have never, ever, ever done. Um, uh, uh, threatened uh, the citizen with nuclear war, um, uh, farted on, on national television, and I've also never done a Chinese spy. Oh, I'm just going to let that one sit right there, guys. I don't even mind. I don't even, I'm, not, I'm not even apologizing. I And I won't do it. The joke was there. I left it there. It was too, well, too close to home? Too on the nose? Too soon? Fine by me. DeSantis is going to be having dinner with everybody. Everywhere. DeSantis is going to have a meal with everyone. This is not surprising nor shocking. And everyone is going to try and position him this way and position him that way, and he's going to take advantage of those positionings. Is this going to mean, is this going to lead to uh, the ability to run, or is this going to lead to uh, the idea that he's going to be given this opportunity if he doesn't run? Oh, dear Lord, it's backroom deal on backroom deal on backroom deal, and you are not... Surprised. Dude, it's 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 politics. It's the down and dirty. It's the nitty and the gritty. Just don't get worked up by this stuff. He'll make his announcement when he makes his announcement. If I'm him, I got a good year. I'm not rushing into this. There's no need to rush into this. Let everybody else talk about you. You just keep doing. You just keep doing Florida stuff. Like divesting from BlackRock, which is super awesome. You're not going to play in their woke game. Excellent, excellent work. This is Tony Katz today. President Biden keeps his promises, and today he fulfilled a deeply important promise to bring Brittany Griner home to a family that loves her, a team that misses her, and a country that has marveled at her strength and courage. Brittany's safe return home is the product of months and months of painstaking negotiations that were the culmination of extraordinary efforts across the U.S. government. Officials from the White House, the State Department, and across the administration worked tirelessly and relentlessly to see this moment through. As the Secretary of State said publicly in July, 
We have been engaging in intense negotiations with Russia, pursuing many different avenues over the course of last six months to secure Brittany's release. And we know Brittany fought tirelessly, too. Throughout her ordeal, we saw Brittany, a two-time Olympic gold medalist for Team USA, demonstrate strength, courage, and dignity. As the president said this morning, she represents the best of America. It is that kind of commentary that is going to get a lot of people riled up. Because while many will agree you bring Americans home, they will not agree with the politics of Brittany Griner, nor her statements about the United States, nor the position she put the United States in. And then, of course, when you take a look at this swap, this prisoner swap, is this the kind of of deal that we're supposed to make? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Victoria Coates joins us, joins us right now. Senior Research Fellow, International Affairs and National Security at the Margaret Thatcher Center for Freedom with the Heritage Foundation. Spent time working with former Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld, the uh, gubernatorial uh, campaign of Governor Texas Governor uh, Rick uh, Perry, and then time with Senator Cruz uh, and uh, within uh, the, the last administration for uh, President Trump as part of the transition team and the National Security Council staff. Victoria, good to have you you with us. When you heard the story of the swap today, what was the first thing that hit you? Uh, thanks, Tony, for having me on and for that kind introduction, although it does kind of make it sound like I can't keep a job. Uh, yeah, the, the Griner case, you know, it's, it's a tough one because, of course, we all want want her home. It is always a good day when an American citizen who's being unjustly detained by a hostile power is freed. But I, I agree with you. You know, I'm, I'm not going to get upset about Brittany Griner exercising her First Amendment right to free speech. And she has her views. I have mine. But this, this deal really uh, was not a good one for the United States at all. And I'm, I'm very concerned it would just encourage more of this behavior from, from Putin and his cronies. Talk to me about what makes a good deal. What What is it that that somebody would say, this is what makes sense? Is it a three for one? We give up one Russian, we get three Americans. Is it about whom is swapped? Is it about other concessions? What makes a deal good? Well, I mean, I, I think, you know, it, it is about the kind of apples and oranges that were exchanged here. Uh, if if she indeed is guilty of what the Russians have charged with her, she did a stupid thing, but uh, it, it, it didn't endanger anybody's life. If you look at Victor Bout, the so-called merchant of death that was swapped for her and made the indictment that uh, I, I tweeted it out earlier of him, I mean, the charges against him are trafficking weapons that were being used to target U.S. citizens, U.S. military personnel, providing material support to terrorist groups, from the FARC to the Taliban. And, you know, that that's not the same as having, you know, a, a, a cannabis canister in your luggage. And so what the administration has demonstrated to the world, but certainly to the Russians, is that they're so desperate for good PR right now that, that they'll give up a ton. Uh, and, you know, that, that means that it then becomes open season on American citizens. 
talking to Victoria Coates, Senior Research Fellow, International Affairs and National Security at the Margaret Thatcher Center for Freedom, part of the Heritage Foundation. The idea of open season on Americans and the when you see deals like this, no matter how much you want Americans home, it, it is that why we discuss the idea you don't negotiate with terrorists, because if you do, all you'll get is more terrorism. Do you really believe and is the feeling amongst uh, people like yourselves and people who work in these international affairs that what we're about to see is, oh, this is what America will do. Let's start gathering people up. You will no longer be able to get out of China if you're an American business person. We'll, the Russians will figure out who else they can get, keep a hold of to the extent they're still Americans uh, who haven't been detained in Russia. Is this now going to be something tested by other nations? It's, it's certainly a deep concern. And, you know, obviously we, there's, there's a long history of this kind of behavior. You think back to 1979 and Tehran and the American diplomats held hostage for 444 days by that evil regime, you know, which also has American citizens still uh, in its prisons, you know, that, that this is this is deeply dangerous. And if you, you look at the situation Putin is in right now, you know, he's losing the war in Ukraine. He's, he's very isolated on the international stage. I mean, even the Chinese are starting to not take his phone calls. That's not a moment in which you make major concessions to him. I mean, that's when you say, OK, you know, you're on the ropes. You know, we are in the position of strength. Our guys are winning. How about you give us Brittany Griner back and, you know, and then maybe we'll talk. And if you are willing to deal a piece as significant as Victor Boots, I mean, you want to get all the Americans out. You know, why is Paul Whelan still in jail? Uh, why has he been left behind twice now? Uh, that, that seems to me unconscionable. Talking to Victoria Coates of the Heritage Foundation, heritage.org. This Paul Whelan conversation, uh, he this this uh, U.S. Marine, uh, retired U.S. Marine. How did he end up being detained by the Russians? He actually did an interview with, with CNN earlier today. What is he being detained for, and why is it that Russia that that the the Biden administration can claim that the Russians are dealing with him differently, and so we can't get him yet? Yeah, I. I, I... I don't understand that either. I mean, my understanding is that the charges against Paul have to do with potential espionage issues. Uh, and, you know, that that does create some some greater complications. But but I, I, I it does not seem to me that this should be that complicated if they really wanted him back. And as I said, if they're willing to deal a piece as significant as boot, why wouldn't you get the maximum? that you could for it. And, and so you know, this, as, as you know, much as we may all rejoice to be getting one American home, it certainly seems to me that they put up enough on the table to get at least two. Uh, I think it was Ned Price, um, who uh, one of the uh, I think he's the Pentagon spokesperson. I always, I always get it confused, but I think I've, I've got it right. No, State Department. State Department spokesman. Thank you so very much. Um, uh, <laughs> speaking uh, to the people at NBC, uh, saying that uh, Russia knows there will be a steep price. That's the quote. There will be a steep qu- price, quote unquote, if they kidnap Americans. So here you are, Victoria, 
saying that it seems to be something that is of deep concern that it could embolden uh, actors uh, on the world stage. And here's the State Department making the claim, well, now you know what happens if you kidnap Americans. Um, their bluster work with anybody uh, on the world stage? Well, I, I have to admit I feel a little bit sorry for Ned Price. He has a, a challenging job trying to, you know, put lipstick on this, this pig for want of a better phrase. Uh, but, I mean, if you, if you, for example, look at Syria, where uh, American and uh, Texan, actually, Austin Tice has been held for more than, I think, uh, we're going on 10 years. Uh, you know, if you're uh, Assad and you want something from the United States, why wouldn't you put your hand up now and, and, and ask? Because you know you have an administration that you know, as I said, is desperate for, for these photo ops. And then, you know, as you're looking around, if you're the Iranians, you know, are you going to snag more Americans because you think you can get more concessions uh, related to the, the nuclear deal they're still trying to get in Vienna? So that, that makes me very nervous. And I think you're also spot on mentioning China. You know, they have toyed with this in the past with various even official U.S. government representatives representatives coming through and threatening them and detaining them briefly, you know, do they decide they want to get into this business, uh, you know, in, in this window of opportunity with this particular U.S. administration? Victoria Coates, Senior Research Fellow, International Affairs and National Security, Margaret Thatcher Center for Freedom, part of the Heritage Foundation, Heritage.org. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. More coming up. I'm Tony Katz. The Dow is up 248. NASDAQ is up 153. So I guess you got that going for you. I guess that would make you feel good. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Kevin O'Leary. That's Mr. Wonderful from, uh, from, from the Shark Tank. You ever watch the Shark Tank? It's Mr. It's Mr. Wonderful. I do not watch Shark Tank. I tried. I mean, I shouldn't say I tried. I have a, a couple of times. And and then uh, I I said to myself, um, these people are insufferable. Insufferable. I want nothing to do with this. But Kevin O'Leary, uh, different than Sergeant O'Leary, who is walking the beat at night, he becomes a bartender. He works at Mr. Cacciatore's down on Sullivan Street. It's across from the medical center. Yep. Trading in a Chevy. You know what he's getting? He's getting a Cadillac. That is a full Billy Joel reference right there. You're welcome, everybody. Um, he was, I didn't realize he had a deal with FTX, the crypto company. Sam Bankman freed that fraud. He had a deal with them. And he lost the full payday because FTX was a bad investment. He uh, lost, uh, give or take, $15 million. That's what he lost on, 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 on the deal right there. First of all, for those of you impressed with my Billy Joel knowledge, I don't know where else I'm going to get to apply it. I appreciate it. Uh, secondly, why isn't Sam Bankman freed in jail? Why? 
Elon Musk is the enemy of humanity for inventing, uh, inventing, modernizing and, and making uh, readily available electric cars, providing internet access to those who don't have it. Oh, and he can launch people into space and then bring the capsule back and use it again. That guy's the enemy. But Sam Bankman-Fried steals billions, destroyed lives, and somehow he needs rehabilitation and we should be thankful he's being so honest. That's what Maxine Waters said, represented from California, when she's not paying off her daughter with campaign contributions. That's what she said. Dear Lord, we really do have a screwed up society at times. Look, you, you said, hey, I like this. I like this crypto thing. I like what's going on here. I want to do this. And that's a good group. Oh, they got the hot hand. You know what? I'm, I'm good to go. I'm good to I'm good to go. Well, yeah. Sometimes you get hurt. Even even the people who are really good at deals, not every deal is a winner. Some people have invested in all sorts of things that haven't worked out. If you ask me if I'm still positive, if you will, in terms of attitude on crypto, the answer is yes. I favor a decentralized currency. And I favor people being free to make that decision. And I favor no regulation or as little regulation as possible. And I absolutely oppose, as opposed to uh, the world of crypto, I oppose the idea of the U.S. having a digital currency and the idea that that's the way Americans should be forced to engage purchases. I find it personally offensive when businesses don't take cash. I find it an affront. And it's going to lead us down the road to some terrible things. See, you don't have to use a credit card. You can choose to use a credit card. I mean, unless you're renting a car. Can you rent a car without a credit card? Is that even possible these days? It should be. It totally should be. But if you have a digital currency... The issue is not, well, that means that the government can track what you're purchasing. I agree that they can do that. If you have a digital currency, that means they can stop you from making purchases altogether. That's the story. If you have a digital currency, uh, uh, nothing other than a digital currency, then they could say, you know what? You've bought way too many of those Twix. Too many Twix bars, which I don't know why you're buying Twix. There's better candy. Uh, you know what? No more purchases for you. And then, bloop, they hit a button. And then all of a sudden, you can't buy the Twix. You've been flagged. And if you say to me, oh, Tony, you're being ridiculous. Have you not seen what they've done to people in China regarding COVID? And you have to have your phone. And the phone's going to have your COVID passport. And it's going to determine what level you're at. And when people were protesting, all of a sudden, they were at level red. They were no longer uh, good to go. They were all of a sudden problems, and oh my gosh, they had to be in isolation right, right away. Let's go build the pods. And, you know, China did build pods for like 90,000 isolation pods. These are not good, decent people. Yet we have far too many people in the United States who look at them and say, you know what? We could learn something from these Chinese. We can learn something from these commies. I mean, that's, that's what it is that we're seeing. That's what's playing out. 
So the rightful position is to be wholly opposed to what it is that we're seeing in terms of the ideas of digital currency. Anybody bringing that forward as something valuable is somebody who is a danger to you and yours. You should treat them as such, including Elizabeth Warren, including any elected official who thinks we should have a digital currency. They're dangerous, dangerous people, and they should be told so directly and thusly. Anybody who votes for them, well, that's just, that's just twisted AF. You, you know what AF is? The, the kids. The kids say AF. Yeah, I'm, you want me to, should I, should I say? Should I, no? No, no, I don't. Don't, look, look, what, what does it matter? What, what, what do I gotta do, get fired? Please. You can say what AF is. Kylan, uh, running the board, do you want to tell people what AF means? All fudge. I... I don't think that's what it means. No. Uh, if anybody would like to correct Kylan on social media, how do they find you? Just at Kylan, K-I-E-L-Y-N-N, at Kylan. Did I spell it right? Yeah, you did. Ah, impressive. Impressive. Look at me. Look at me. Uh, our economy is not in great shape. And some indicators look nice, but our reality is much different. That story is coming up. This is Tony Katz Today. Today. 